Welcome to the Every Nation Taipei Podcast. We're here to help you know God, discover your purpose, grow in your relationships, and make a difference in Taipei, Taiwan, and beyond. We hope this message encourages you today. Well, I'm excited and blessed to be here. And the start of the worship was really uh, very uh, personal for me. And I began to, I haven't heard that song for quite some time, or I don't know, maybe I've heard, but I don't know the lyrics. But it says, grace come like a wave crashing over me. There is forgiveness in the water, healing in the water, salvation in the water, wash over me. For the past few days, that's what I experienced just being with your pastors. I just want to honor them this morning. Thank you for responding to the call of God in your lives. Can we just give God praise for that? You're, we know that Jesus Christ is the living water. He's the one that brings all these to pass. But he uses inadequate, least insecure people like me and other pastors, he, oh, except I'm the only one that's insecure. The rest of them are secure. <laughs> but as an example, we see, comparing to the living water, we become that channel of blessing. Yeah. Amen. And I saw that. I saw that move. The power of God, the move of God, that cleansing move of God, even in the past few days as we transition in this week. I just want to say today that uh, I'm honored uh, to be with my roommate for the past few days, Hong. He shared the third point, which you will see, which talks about one word. which talks about unity. That speaks volume. Different philosophies, different views of life. But because of one thing, united in Christ, they're brought together to box and hit each other. <laughs> my wife here is... Um, is my childhood, uh, my college sweetheart. Uh, we, we, grew, uh, we grew up in the Philippines. And, uh, you know, I, I could say that uh, she's not here. She's in Saipan. Um, but uh, when God pursues us, you know, he pursues us intensely. That's how I felt with my wife. She pursued me. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. It's the other way around. But the pursuit of God, oftentimes we could relate with our relationships. So this is our son, Joshua. He's um, 21 years old. He just graduated from uh, uh, Boise State University in Idaho and now pursuing his uh, master's in University of Delaware. So we're excited uh, for what God is doing in our family, in the ministry, in Saipan. So greetings. Um, from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship in Saipan. All right, so where is Saipan? <laughs> it's a small, tiny U.S. territory island next to Guam. Where is Guam? <laughs> it's a small U.S. territory in island of Micronesia next to Hawaii. Ah, okay. When I say next, six-hour flight, still far. We're closer to Taiwan than to Hawaii. But God is good. Yeah. Amen? So next slide you will see here 
a picture of our pa very own Pastor Gio. Went with his wife, Marielle, and Pastor John, and, and left, and my wife there, Sharon. Um, it's their first time. All of them was their first time to go diving. And I've been convincing my wife to go diving with me. I am a certified diver. My wife, for several years, and the only time she said yes to an introductory dive was when Pastor Gio and the team came. I was so excited. And um, they had so many great experiences. And one of them, there's three things that happened. So we went to our instructor friend and have them um, go through what we call the course, introductory course. And the first one was just a short 30-minute crash course about diving. Who here are divers? All right. Okay, so uh, just correct me later, okay, if I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'm only an open water uh, certified driver. That driver, yeah, diver. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the second one, he said, oh, the next 30 to one hour, we'll just be practicing buoyancy and all of that. And then we'll spend the rest of the three, four hours exploring the beauty of God's creation and seeing turtles and fishes and reefs and all of that. That was the plan. What ended up was the whole afternoon was spent on the first two parts. We didn't get to go to, uh, we didn't get to go to exploring God's creation. But the next day, our diver instructor said, it's okay. He was very patient. He was very excited for us. A lot of challenges for the past five hours. I says, we'll try again tomorrow. And then we were able to go to the specific areas that we're supposed to go. But we went to a shallower place because it's an introductory dive. I want to ask Pastor Gio his experience really quick. This is how I preach. I call on people so you better listen. Okay? <laughs> Pastor Gio, if you could come up and just in one sentence, how was your experience about your, your dive? Actually, it was really great. great. It was a great experience, first time for us. One, one thing I can say is if one line, so much more to explore. Wow. Yeah, there's so much more to explore. Because if you've been in so many places, you know, so many, you know, if you go to you know, other nations, something like that, you know, you think, oh, this is it. But when you are there under the water, you oh man, this is a new thing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Can we give him a hand? <laughs> I thought he was going to say, when I asked him, he says, it's a whole new world out there. And that's what he said to me, he forgot. But uh, living forward, the series we see here, and I asked myself this question before coming here. Talking about the love of God, talking about the goodness of God, talking about what it means to move and live forward, learning about our past. You know, as, as, as Pastor uh, Bruce shared in 1 Peter 1.8, your life is a journey. You must travel with a deep consciousness of God. Say deep. Deep, deep consciousness of God. And I began to ask myself, you know, as I was preparing to come here, and I asked, how much does God love me? I want us to ask that question for ourselves as well. How much does God love you? And so we 
allow ourselves to give us a place of posture, just like diving. And as I was listening to Pastor Bruce's message last week, he quoted this, and he said there's so much in this world that tries to destroy the love of God and destroys our picture of God, that it takes away our rest and causes us frustration, insecurity, and irritation. And so somehow I began to meditate as I was meditating in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, I was led to Ephesians chapter 3, and this is where the book of our message will go today, talking about the love of God. So I want us to journey with me as we dive into the ocean of God's love. Can we do that today? Right? There may be three things that we're going to do. And to answer that question, I don't have a specific concrete example and detail of how much does God love you, but we're going to walk through together how Apostle Paul walked this through in his journey in his life. So we're going to go back into the life of Apostle Paul and how he addressed that. So let's, let's uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, and let's read the Word of God. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Max Lucado shared in this devotional, in his uh, devotional book, and he said this, Although God's love for us cannot be measured by any comprehensible standard, God wants us to know this ocean of love. God wants you to know the depth, the height, the width, the length of the love of God for your life. I know Pastor Gio wanted to explore the turtles, wanted to explore all these things, you know, but we want a journey in this season where we're at. Where is God taking us in this transition? Where is God taking us in our emotions? Where is God taking us in the area of our relationship with our family, in this ministry, in this calling that God has called us to be in? There's an ocean of love available for each and every one of us today. How much of God's love do you see, do you receive, do you accept, do you experience, and do you live out today? No question that we see that one that we see in the next slide, there's three things that Apostle Paul related to, to the people in Ephesus. One is revelation. The second one is prayer. And the third one is unity. If we go to verse 1 of chapter 3, we see here that he introduces himself. One and two, we know Ephesians chapter 2, talk about what it means to be one with Christ. We know that uh, it talks about, many times we talk about salvation, 
we quote Ephesians chapter 2, 6, 8, and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works, so that anyone should boast. It is salvation is a gift of God. Apostle Paul was so clear and passionate about that, what it means to be in Christ. That our source of salvation is because of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 3, he says, For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. We see the context here that Apostle Paul is in prison. He may be in house arrest. He may be going through waiting for a trial, but he's not technically free. But there's something about him that was able to write and be inspired to write this scripture. And in verse 13, we see, and pleaded with the people and said, so I ask you, not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. This context in 1 to verse 13 talks about the revelation of God's love for his people. His people that he was addressing were Gentiles, people who were not the chosen people of God. In the Old Testament, it seems like the, the blessing the covenant was just for the Jewish people. So the first thing Paul addresses for the Gentiles is a revelation of God's love. How much does God love you? To answer that question, it begins with a personal revelation of God's love for you. Are you convinced that God loves you so much that he gave his own life for you? That if you believe in Him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 Do you believe that? Do you have that revelation? Dive into God's ocean of love today. You know, it's a whole new world when you see a freshness of God's love. It's a whole new experience like diving. When you see and truly experience what it means, the, the width, the length, the height, the depth of God's love is. Amen? It starts with revelation of God's love. In the next slide you see there, in Ephesians 3, we're just going to jump. We're just going to survey this chapter today. Is that okay? Because Pastor Bruce only gave me three hours to preach today. <laughs> so we're just going to just survey this really quick. Okay? We do just a, pass you know, a passage survey but looking at these three aspects of how Apostle Paul and the people at Ephesus were able to live forward. It begins with a revelation. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7 to 10, it says, Of this gospel, the revelation of the gospel, we know that it's the good news. Preaching is basically speaking the good news to others. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, that which was given me by the working of His power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given. Revelation of God's love. Apostle Paul begins to acknowledge, you know, that this revelation of access for the Gentiles who felt so 
alienated by the love of God in the past. If Ephesians chapter 3, 1 to 10, and talks about that mystery, that in the past, this mystery of the great ocean of love of God was only for a certain group of people. Well, because of the revelation of Christ, when Christ came, that revelation became so personal for them. It became so real for them. It became so evident for them that they didn't just hear it, but they experienced it. That wave of God's grace crushing over them. That forgiveness in the water, that healing in the water, that salvation, they began to dive in and journey with God. It says, this is mine. This is not just for certain select few chosen people of God. And that's what Apostle Paul was saying, that this revelation is just not something I made up. This is from the heart of God. Amen? So it begins with the revelation of God, the revelation of the love of God. My heart was so heavy before coming here. I felt like, Lord, I don't want to come. It's like something is pushing me down. But revelation of the love of God pushes me to say, come here. I said, God, I want to go to Taipei. I'm going to trust you. There's a call. But first, God, I want your church here in Saipan to experience the love of God. There may be some spiritual warfare. There may be some battles that people are going through. So I began to ask and pray, how are you doing? What's going on? Small group after, before coming here on Thursday, and sense that we need to experience a revelation of God's love. How are you doing? What is God doing in your life right now? Allowing that revelation to become personal yeah. in your life. Amen? That's how Apostle Paul lived forward. He says, this is not my own understanding. This is a revelation of God. And the next verse, he says, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. The revelation of God's love, that is important. Amen? Revelation of God's love. The second one, prayer for strength. We see here, in order for us to live forward, we need to connect with the source. In order to have this journey of what it means to go through this living forward things, we need to pray for strength. And this is a beautiful prayer. This is the text that we were looking at and through the transitions, even in our Chinese church, I prayed this prayer. I said, God, if this is the only thing that I could minister to this person and pray this prayer over them, it's enough. It's enough. We begin to speak that. And so Apostle Paul begins to pray over them and says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with the power to the Spirit in your inner being. Physical, boxing, good, 
you know, emotional health, mental health, good. That's inner being, spiritual health. The love of God, the love of God. And in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. As we pray God for strength, know that there's key things, key words here that Apostle Paul used. The word there is rooted and grounded. But before that, he used the word that Christ, the source of this ocean of love, may dwell in you. What does dwell mean? The dwelling, talking about the tabernacle, indwelling presence of God. Amen. It take up residence in our hearts, meaning he has set up shop in the very core of your hearts and he is not going away. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He is taking up residence yeah. in your heart. Yeah. You know, that ocean of love is something that is not just temporal. You know, Apostle Paul began to pray that for the church of Ephesus. You know, that I have set up shop permanently in your life dwell in your hearts and then he said that you this this ocean of god's love being rooted and grounded in love charles purgeon says here that rooted like a living tree which lays hold upon the soil twists itself up round the rocks and cannot be upturned that's what rooted looks like begin to pray that over your doubts begin to pray that over our anxieties begin to pray that when you feel oppressed begin to pray that that i you my family will be rooted and grounded in love grounded like a building which has been settled as a whole and will never show any cracks or flaws in the future through failures in the foundation can i get an amen, amen. and verse 18 says that and just figures it out and wraps it up in a prayer, may have the strength to comprehend with the saints. I was so blessed to be with Pastor, Ju uh, Pastor Bruce and Terry and the rest of the team last March. After, before pandemic, we only seen each other via Zoom. And then finally last March, we were able to have a regional leadership team in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, uh, Japan. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a dream. <laughs> but for now, Japan, a beautiful place. And when we were in Japan, um, we had a chance to witness uh, the love of God in, with our Japanese uh, brothers and sisters. And Pastor Bruce had an opportunity to preach in Every Nation Yokohama. And I got uh, the opportunity to preach in uh, Every Nation Yokosuka. And I was translating this phrase. Uh, that talks about we are better together. And I asked uh, Satomi, the translator, and asked, can you translate this in Japanese? Because it feels so good, you know, that we are better together. That's why it's better together. Wow, it rhymes, it clicks. It's like, that, that's, that's what Apostle Paul you know, I, I, that's not my original. That's from Dr. Nixon in the Philippines, but our, you know, our, our resident uh, Every Nation theologian, Every Nation Seminary uh, dean, uh, admin dean. And, but I got that, you know, when it says with all the saints, the being together, 
that to experience this ocean of love, not alone, but together. We are better together. And I had it translated, and Satomi said, uh-uh-uh, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't fit well with Jap- uh, Japanese language. How about for those of you who speak uh, you know, in your language in, in, in Taiwan? What does it look like? How does it sound? But I want to say there that you know, throughout this week, that's what I did. I gathered a group of people. And as we experience here this week, we journey together with the ocean of God's love in the Chinese church, in some of our groups, and begin to live it out, the goodness of God. Why? Because the enemy wants to isolate us. The enemy wants to take us apart, break us apart, you know, as he sees one person away from the love of God. God wants us to pray that over our lives as well. And then in Ephesians 3, verse 18, what is the breadth and the length, the height and the depth? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. I wrestled with this thought during Apostle Paul's time, um, new believers, new church, people not of Jewish culture, Jewish background, they didn't have much of those um, background of the Old Testament. What they were carrying with them was only the love of God. And that love of God was expressed in the person of Jesus Christ. They didn't have a lot of Old Testament you know, theology, culture, and all of that. But they had the love of Christ. That's all they were carrying. And with that, Apostle Paul, I believe, begins to express that. You know, the same love of Christ on the cross, it's so hard to comprehend. It's just a tree. It's just a cross. But something is so vast and so great that we can run to Him and look to Him. Amen? Amen. As I was uh, meditating in the next slide, you see that the love of God is wide. You see it? No. You see it? It's wide. It's wide. Right here. Click. It's long. <laughs> wow. It feels like uh, you know, I'm in a, in a dance. What's next? It's deep. It's high. My, my roommate helped me with this and formulate with this. And I said, how do we describe all this? This ocean of God's love. Click for me. The width, the length, the deep, the height of the love of God. Oh, go, go back. Oh, man. I missed. Okay, almost there. It's okay. It's okay. Right? One more. Wow. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, team. Now I'm sweating. I don't know why I'm sweating. The cross, the width, the length, the height, the depth of God's love. The cross is very personal. The cross is so wide. One of the commentaries I came across was from David. Gusik, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he said this in the next slide. 
God's love is wide enough to include every person. God's love is long enough to last through all eternity. God's love is deep enough to re reach the worst sinner. God's love is high enough to take us to heaven. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Pray that. Work that. Walk it out in faith. In the next slide, before coming here, my wife and I usually go for walks. We'd go walks and pray at the beach. Our, our apartment just goes to, um, uh, across the street, there's a beach there that we go through. And with that, um, we began to pray. And I just experienced, you know, this, this love of God, the love of God. And I said, best example to live it, to walk it, as I was walking with my wife, the Lord just revealed to me is my relationship with my wife, as husband and wife. As we close today, the third aspect of living forward that Apostle Paul showed the people of God in the church of Ephesus is what it means not only to experience the revelation of this great ocean of God's love, not only to pray and commune with God in this area of God's love, but to live it out in the body of Christ. Amen? The unity in the body. In Ephesians chapter 4, talks about that, you know, what it means to walk in love, what it means to how to handle your relationship with your parents, your children, your parents, your husband, your wife, wife, children. But what is the foundation of that? The foundation is God's ocean of love. Amen? So in verse 4, uh, verse 1, uh, 3, it says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, Lord, urge you to walk in the manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. When you have grasped the revelation of God's love over your life, looking at the cross, the width, the length, the height, the depth of God's love, when you experience it, walk it, live it, receive it, accept it in your life, a result of that is that unity that we have in Christ. Pastor Hong shared about that. You know, two different personalities, different views in life, but we're able to unite themselves because of one common thing, the love of God. Amen? Amen? The same way with my wife. We may have some conflicts sometimes, you know, or what we call um, uh, uh, passionate discussions uh, every now and then. But the moment I begin to question that we are not united, you know, there's that enemy that just tries to separate us. The reality and the fact is that God has made us one as husband and wives. We don't have to work out so that we could be united. The fact is we are united because of God's ocean of love. And all we have to do is maintain that unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 
We pray that over you today. We pray that over our Chinese church as we transition. So as we prayed yesterday for some of the leaders in this group, I ask, say, can you be an armored bearer for your brothers and sisters in our Chinese church? You do not have to work this unity. You are already united. All we have to do is to maintain that unity that we have in Christ. Amen? Let's stand as we close in prayer. I'm going to pray you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19 at this time. Father, we come before you this morning and recognize that you are here. Lord, I pray for some of those here who feel isolated. Just questioning how, I don't know how, what this deep, love of God is, this ocean of God's love is. I cannot wrap it in my mind. The same way I can talk about how beautiful the underwater ocean is, describe to you the, the shells, the corals and everything. But just as I asked Pastor Gio to just walk with me, come with me, Experience it. Experience the beauty. Dive with me. I encourage you today also to, to dive with me. If you have not experienced the love of God in your life, if you have not received Him as Lord and Savior of your life for the first time, dive with me today and receive the love of God. Amen. Just pray that over your heart and say, Dear Jesus, I come before you and I receive you into my life. Make me who you made me to be. I confess my sins before you. I want to receive your love today. The love that died on the cross for me was buried on the third day rose again and now seated at the right hand of the Father, now in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's continue to pray. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Lord, we pray for each one of us here today. Lord, that you give them a fresh revelation of who you are and your love for each and every one of us. And for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, of whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with the power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be, have the strength to comprehend with all the saints and what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20, Now to him who is able to do more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus 
throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray this message spoke to you and built your faith. For more messages like this, visit our website at everynationtaipei.com. You can also send a prayer request and reach out to us anytime. God bless you. Till next time.